97X. Band. The future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode 13. On today's show, the ladies discuss the myths and magic of placentas and introduce two fabulous new segments to expand your vocabulary and fast food restaurant awareness. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong good. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong very well, thank you. Uh, kicking off today's episode, I wanted to mention something I forgot to mention in the last episode, which is I talked all about my little trip to Nashville and meeting Jack White, but I, I didn't talk about about the little people. <laughs> does it sound obnoxious? I little don't people. Think it does. <laughs> like little people. I don't dwarves. mean dwarves. Uh, I mean non-famous people. Um, but while I was there at the show, uh, somebody I heard my, somebody call out Simone, and uh, there was a gentleman, and I went over and said hi, and I didn't know who it was, and it turned out it was a donkey teeny fan uh, we know him on twitter as everett sloan so he uh he called out to me and said hi and introduced himself and his whole family and they're all Aww. fans of dong teeny so it was really really sweet Aww. okay how old so, was his whole family though if they were at a neil hamburger show and listened to dong teeny it sounds it like quite curious actually. kids you know but the, yeah well, no the kids were they seemed like they were you know maybe late teens early 20s it was dark so i hope i don't offend anybody <laughs> but um, uh yeah but i met them all and they were all really sweet and really excited about Aww. seeing neil hamburger and, and and happy to meet me and telling me how much they loved our show That's which so was cute. you know i'm not used to that thing of having fans so so thank you guys <laughs> we really appreciate it and you're probably listening to this and it was a delight to meet you and um yeah, my head really swelled after that. So thank you. Oh, that's so but, sweet. But um, yeah, so that was nice. I really appreciated that. So yeah, if anyone else sees us on the street, feel free to say hi. We're we're just we're just like everyone else. Because <laughs> we really are. We put our pants on one leg at a time. But once our pants are on, we make gold records. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, so that was awesome. Uh, but the well, other thing I want to talk about from the last episode was we talk, I talked about meeting uh, Fred Durst. No, I, yeah, I barely spoke to him. But yeah, it was, it was, this isn't about that, though. It's about the heavy use of the word douche and douchebag. <laughs> and uh, my friend, I never had a problem with it until uh, maybe a year, year and a half ago. One of my dearest friends, Danny Kay, told me, he's like, I hate the word douchebag. Like he just fucking hated it and thought it was stupid. And I and I was like, oh. So I've always been a little consci- conscious about it now because yeah. I'm like, am I, is that douchey to say douche all the time? But I just can't think of There's a word as good as that no. to, it's the best to, word. to describe a certain type of person. What do you think, Stephanie? I think it's an amazing word. And I think Danny Kay needs to pull the stick out of his ass. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just don't know because he's Australian, right? Yeah, I, I wonder I if, if it's, it's just less different. used there because I've okay. been so Americanized with it. But, yeah. but I think it's. But he was living in Canada for a long time. He oh. was. I think he, he said that when he was on his way through here, going back to Australia. So I think he was very immersed in North American okay. use. So <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was talking to someone uh, the other. It was a guy, and he was saying that he hates the word cornhole, 
And he's like, I absolutely <laughs> can't stand it. And I'm like, I love that word. I love the word corn and I love the word whole. Like those <laughs> words are both so funny to me, like on their own. So together, I just am way too happy to yes. hear that word anytime I can. So is a cornhole a mouth or a butt hole? Um, I think it's like the act of, yeah, fucking someone in the butt. So. Right, right. It, it kind of doesn't matter because it ju- just sounds but great I, anyway. I know, and I just like to say that person's a cornhole. Like, I don't like to use it as a verb or anything. I just think it's yeah. great. Like, douchebag is kind of the same. I would think of a cornhole and a douchebag is kind of the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it might be lazy. Perhaps there's a way we can, you know, explain a douchebag in other language other than using that word. But, I mean, that's just one word, and it mm-hmm. completely encapsulates what you're trying to say. Rather than trying to say, now there's a guy who's quite full of himself, but he's actually kind of clueless about what's tasteful in culture these days. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, exactly. Like, I I was just thinking Ned Flanders is a cornhole and Mark Driscoll is a douchebag. Exactly. See, it's it's just cutting out a lot of words. And I don't think there's a lot of variables as to what a douchebag, what defines a douchebag. So I think... uh, Except when douchebags themselves use the word douchebag, which is kind of awesome it's because the irony is <laughs> ridiculous and through the roof. I actually wrote a blog about that uh, some time ago, which I will link to oh, on the website. It's like, yeah, who is it? It's like, who is a douchebag's douchebag? <laughs> what are they calling a douchebag? <laughs> I know. And what are we for calling these people douchebags? But yeah. Um, I just I can totally appreciate someone not liking a word and getting grossed out by it because I I have so many words I put them on my Facebook profile like all the words like that moist oh really cre- I mean everyone hates that though I, I think that's just I like don't a, hate the word moist you don't hate it no not really I didn't know you didn't hate it like I think Jimmy Fallon dedicated his word his book to the word moist for being so disgusting like I wow. just thought it was a universal thing. But. Is it is it because it's conjuring images of a dripping vag or something? I don't. Wow. Well, it will now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just I I have no idea. I just hate it. And and you can kind of universally find people who hate it. Like I hate the word. Everyone hates the word um, puberty. You know. But yes. I I hate the word loaf. You know, like, it was hard for me to like the band Archers of Loaf because I was so distracted by the gross name. I was like, oh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, when you said you were going to see them, I was like, how can you go see I don't even know what their music is like, but how can you go see a band with the loaf in it? But and I don't think I ever really thought about it until um, there's a line in this Michael J. Fox movie, The Hard Way, where um, James Woods' character says, uh, you know, something, something about the guy who wipes his butt every day when he pinches off his daily loaf. (laughs) And I was like... Like, so ever since then, that sort of put loaf in this new category. So. And like every girl, okay, I thought every girl hates this word too. So I'm gonna check with you. Um, the uh-huh. word panties. Um, I don't hate it, but it's kind of. I just think it's kind of lame. Like, um, but most people, like, I guess it's southern not to pronounce the t. So I didn't grow up pronouncing the t, but I Pains. hate it. Oh, I hate it when people pronounce the t. It's extra gross. Then say it for me Pains. with your accent. Panties. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that worse? Oh, it is. It's worse for me. So that's racist. I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> Panties. Oh, God. Let's poll people on that one. That's a bad one, I think. 
Yeah, let's put a panties poll on the uh, <laughs> on the on the website. So um, now this week, I wanted to introduce an exciting new segment. It's called. <laughs> hopefully, we, we'll be doing this regularly whenever whenever the the information hits. But the new segment is called Taco Bell News. Think outside the bun. <laughs> We should have the big gong, like the Taco Bell. I will dong. That's all we need, probably, yes. for the theme. I know. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, uh, so Taco Bell news. Quite regularly, you will find that Taco Bell appears in the news, be it through crimes committed at Taco Bell, poisonings at Taco Bell, uh, that kind of thing. So I noticed this happening a lot, and I decided I wanted to do a segment called Taco Bell News. But before we jump into today's Taco Bell news, we'll give you a little brief uh, summary on our interest in Taco Bell. So, Stephanie, do you want to begin? Oh, yeah, totally, because I think when we were first becoming friends, we kind of bonded, too, over Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> just because I didn't know. We just, never... Our listenership just dropped from you saying that. <laughs> Or it went up <laughs> because Maybe. so many people love Taco Bell and um, yeah, I guess I didn't think they even didn't know if they had it in Australia. Sorry to be an ugly American, but um, no, just it was such a they, big part of David and I talked about this, too, because he grew up in California and I grew up in Arkansas. And we were talking about how Taco Bell was like our love for Taco Bell was was so strong. It was almost sexual, like the way we felt about oh. it, you know, <laughs> Yeah, this is new information. Does me, this make anyway. sense, though? I mean, just like how much you love Taco Bell. Like, I feel like people who love Taco Bell had a phase, at least like that, and they still are fond of it, you know, and you'll go to it and you're happy to go to Taco Bell, even though you know they use like grade F or G meat and <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. Well, my Taco Bell story, well, we didn't, I didn't have Taco Bell growing up. We didn't have Taco Bell in Australia. I'm oh. told we had it briefly, maybe in the 70s before my, my time. And then it reappeared in, there was like a couple stores in Sydney, that was all. And it was oh, like wow. three fifty minimum for uh, a burrito. So it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It didn't taste as good. So we didn't have Taco Bell there. But when I first moved out here in 1999, I, uh, I had a taste of the beef taco uh, within days of my arrival. And I was hooked. I just loved those beef tacos and I couldn't get enough of them. Before you were a vegetarian, obviously. Yeah, I, had, I was into them for only a couple months and then I, I became vegetarian. So I had to get something different. I would get like a bean burrito, a seven layer burrito. And in recent times, I now get the Mexican pizza without meat. So um, Taco Bell can still be enjoyed. And you have a no meat at Taco Bell policy, don't you? That's so weird. I know because I've always been afraid of it since I was like 16. I just wouldn't eat it at all. I'd always, yeah. my thing, and everyone knew this in high school is that I love Taco Bell bean burritos is my yeah. that was just my thing that's the only thing I ever get there and I used to get them without yeah. without onions and now I don't care I'll just it's too much trouble to tell them not to put the onions in there so anyway yeah I think not eating meat at Taco Bell is is a, is a wise it's probably wise smart move, but so yeah so I, 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 I and Taco Bell it's not something I'm gonna be like oh man what am I gonna eat today oh I'm heading out in that direction yeah I'll swing by Taco Bell that never happens <laughs> I get Taco Bell when like I, I'm at work and I have, to, I have to get lunch and I really want to get something quick so I can take a nap in my car <laughs> so I go to Taco Bell or if we're on a road trip get Taco Bell but I will get excited about it, like oh yeah I'm gonna get Taco Bell and I'll enjoy it and look forward to my Mexican pizza but it's never going to come into my mind outside of these 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 opportunities 
So, but I do have a fondness for Taco Bell. You have a fondness for Taco Bell, and uh, that's why Taco Bell news is uh, is most fascinating to us. So, <laughs> my first uh, entry into uh, Dongtini's Taco Bell news. Uh, here's the title: Taco Bell hot sauce beef ends in patrons' bust. <laughs> September 21st. Sick. Anger that his Taco Bell drive-through order failed to include hot sauce, a Missouri man returned to the fast food restaurant and allegedly pulled a shotgun on an employee wow. who fled in fear from the takeout window. <laughs> <laughs> These are our comrades in Taco Bell love. <laughs> <laughs> Combs admitted that he had purchased several times from Taco Bell, only to return home to discover the Taco Bell employee had failed to include his hot sauce. Hot sauce is really well, important. I know. Well, <laughs> it depends what you get. I need it on tacos and burritos. I don't need it on the uh, Mexican pizza. Uh, let's see. Well, Combs told cops that he became upset and drove back to the Taco Bell to confront the employee, he denied brandishing a shotgun at the drive-thru worker. He said the item was actually a tire iron. The claim police say is belied by Taco Bell surveillance footage showing Combs in his Ford F-150 truck. Wasn't a shotgun! Isn't it a tire, it was a tire iron! iron. It's I'm not unreasonable! A, it's still a lethal <laughs> weapon. I mean, he's still in big trouble. I know. I love that he was just like, "What? You guys are crazy!" It was a tire iron. Such a first world problem, like to be so pissed Definitely. off about your hot sauce. But they don't give you enough. Like you have to say, I always say, "Give me like seven mild sauces." Mild? Oh, I do fire sauce. But oh. yeah, I always feel like they Do give they me way more fire? than I need. I remember I when they. Fire. I remember when they had the. They got the fire out. They brought fire <laughs> sauce, and yeah, I thought that was just gonna be temporary. I haven't gotten it since. Oh yeah. Mild. That's a joke. I know, right? Anyway. <laughs> okay, so and that, that concludes our first instance of Taco Bell news. That was an excellent. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Think outside the box. <laughs> okay, so uh, you want to talk about uh, Facebook unfriending. Shoot, Denny. I heard that Facebook is going to make it so that everyone can see when you unfriend them. And you can see who unfriends you, and I'm kind of worried about that because <laughs> I don't. Me too. I don't want to know. It'll hurt my feel. It hurts my feelings. Me when too. People unfriend me, and then I don't want to. I won't want to hurt people's feelings, but I do unfriend people sometimes. So. I know. I mean, it's a two-way street. It's not about me wanting to unfriend and get away with it. It's about me wanting to protect my own feelings. I don't I want to know. Sometimes you just find out sometimes, and you're like, oh. Yeah. And that's why yeah. you're unfriending them to protect your feelings because they're hurting your feelers already on Facebook. So, well, um. some of them are just hurting my brain with their <laughs> boring, boring status updates. I've but. hidden. <laughs> do you just hide? I just hide them. I've hidden like, like nine yeah. out of ten people that I'm friends with. So. I, I mostly hide people, but I don't know why they care. Like, why do the, does Facebook want to open that can of worms? Or or is it that they're trying to stop people from unfriending each other? Because that's ultimately, I think, what will happen. Is you'll just not unfriend people. They're so fucking sick. I hate them so much. You hate Facebook? <laughs> I hate Facebook. I, I enjoy using Facebook, but oh. I hate just the their, their, the way they do things. Like, yeah. no, we think everything should be open and free. It's like, that's fine. But, you know, you kind of get everyone hooked on this crack and then decide that <laughs> how everyone's supposed to use it and how free everyone's supposed to be, you know? It's so Aldous Huxley. It was like if you, like, went to, you know, some sort of gathering and it would seem normal and reasonable. It's like, yeah, from now on, everyone has to come naked. You just got to be <laughs> naked. 
And you're like, what? But all my friends are here. I can't just leave. But now we have to be naked around each other all the time. I don't know how I feel about this. I made it's kind of like that. I made up a song title for David. I'm like, write a song called Clothing Optional Christian Barbecue. And so they uh, yes. did. They did. <laughs> I love that title so much. Oh, thanks. Um, but here's a Facebook uh, incident um, from recent. I was looking at a at the profile page of somebody I know, and uh, they because <laughs> and I, I admit I went to it because I was laughing at the way that they put their uh, <laughs> their job description because I know they're inflating it. So I was pointing it out to someone else. I went to the profile, pointed it out. We laughed, and then I closed it up. And at this time, the picture was like a cartoon character, and then. <laughs> I went back and then I was on Facebook and I saw something I thought this person would like and I went to share it with them. This is only like three days after I've been there and I saw the cartoon character picture. So I go back and oh, their name didn't come up when I went to search for it. So I tried again and I looked and I went straight to their page and I was unfriended. And I was like, whoa, How did wonder you feel? what happened there. Did it hurt? But Just a little? It, it, it hurt a little, but then I realized why. Mm -hmm. I think it was because that person wanted to change their profile picture to a picture of them <laughs> essentially with their large, 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 bigger than my head, each one breasts <laughs> spilling out. Yeah, if you're talking about millimeters from the nipple popping and there's like a giant lipstick mark on one of them. And my relationship with this person would tell them it's not wise for me uh, to be seeing this picture. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's why they unfriended me. But... but well, you showed me this picture, and this boob, one of the boobs is way bigger than the other. Like, looks twice yes. as big. You said it's just the picture, but that's an extra hilarious element to the picture. I know. It's pretty <sighs> amazing. But it kind of became a little tragic that you knew this person's like, oh, she and one other person shouldn't be seeing me in this way. Yeah. <laughs> so I better knew. unfriend them so I can put out my boob picture. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, so I felt a little bad for them. And I feel bad for this person in general. But anyway. <laughs> so now you wanted to share a, a hilarious text by Ryan. I get so many hilarious text messages. I want to start talking about them. But I don't want to encourage people to feel pressured. So um, yes. this one just warranted it, though. I got a text from Ryan the other day that just said... Uh, and you know that Ryan is the one on the last couple episodes ago we talked about how he's playing these pranks Gay on Ryan. A Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing the trick on his office intern that cracked me up so hard. So anyway, he texted me and it just said, don't be jealous that I just crossed paths with this lovely disabled albino. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sent one right after that. And he goes, I took his picture and now I feel bad. Poor guy has so many strikes against him. I hope he doesn't also have a lisp. Name <laughs> <laughs> a day. Little Ryan is so funny when he talks about women stuff. He's so <laughs> funny talking about vaginas. Because when I was pregnant with Judah, um, we were giving him a ride somewhere. And from the backseat, he goes, Stephanie, what if your baby's head is really ginormous and they have to cut your musty? <gasps> I was like, what? What? Musty? I've never heard that. Is that some San Francisco thing? You know? He's like, no. I love when you hear a word like that that you've never heard, but you know exactly <laughs> what it means and can immediately conjure feelings about that word. <laughs> exactly. He goes, yeah, my friend Kelly was saying the other day, oh, I need to take a shower. I can smell my vagina and it smells really musty. 
I'm like, okay. That's Ryan's word for it now. Um, what did he say? Something really awesome when we sent him that p Facebook picture of my of the person who unfriended me because of their boobs. What did he yeah, say when he saw he those say? boobs? I can't even remember. <laughs> that just reaffirms my disinterest in breasts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, okay, and so. it's true. Okay, he goes. I'm behind on Dongtini episodes, and I'm and now I'm out of order. I just finished number five of episode of Dongtini. Regarding water breaking, what's your take on mucus plugs and placentas? My neighbor has a chef that spe specializes in placenta recipes who made theirs into a casserole. No joke. Don't think they ate it, just prepared it. Later, they buried it in the front yard and planted tomatoes around it. Oh. <laughs> You couldn't go around to that person's house and just have a salad. You'd be like, <laughs> totally God, couldn't. are these like placenta infused tomatoes? <laughs> oh, I'd just but, say, oh, yeah, actually, I, I don't like tomatoes. I'll just go with the lettuce. Thanks. Everything you eat, though, is like grown in manure. If you think about it. I know. We're like eating shit all I the like time. I like eating shit. I like shit burgers. Uh, yeah. Um, well, at least you don't eat Taco Bell meat. Um, but I received a, 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 a tip from a, from a listener of ours, listener Ben, from uh, the East Coast. And he uh, sent me a link. Again, yeah, the new craze for moms, eat the placenta. So I guess this placenta eating is, is really, really hot. So I've uh, heard about it for like when yeah, I was having babies, they were talking about it. And I'm like, they were no. talking about it even then, even then. So it says more mothers are turning to a healthy diet after giving birth, including fruit, veggies, and a nice plate of placenta. <laughs> wow. As in their own. Before losing your appetite, consider that placentas contain high iron levels, vitamin B12, and hormones. And while no study, study proves their effect, believers say they alleviate <laughs> postpartum depression and aid in breast milk production. There are no studies to prove their effect. I'm not going to give that wow. a go until I get some studies, you know? Yeah. Like, oh. You know what, my friend but, uh, who I work with, my coworker who's nursing right now, she the other day she's like, I made these lactation cookies and they worked really well. And I was like, ew. Oh, <laughs> lactation cookies. <laughs> so gross. There are these um, there are those shampoos and stuff that have placenta in them, and really? on top of just yeah, I've seen them at like just the regular the regular pharmacy placenta. What? I might be cow placenta. I don't know, but there are shampoos with it, and they have like the ugliest graphics on top of it. It's like oh. let's not try and package this into some <laughs> beautiful thing. Let's just do you know what the pictures on it look like? And I because I couldn't find a picture of the of the bottle. It looks like the artwork on the main attraction, that hair salon. Oh, <laughs> the <Everett>. main. <laughs> so yeah, it looks like that. So where are, are you like in Whole Foods when you see stuff like this? No, I'm at like CVS. Wow. I'm at like a regular standard uh, standard pharmacy where I've seen the placenta shampoo. But my friend uh, Nikki, she bought a house. Well, she, they bought a block of land and the surveyor came over to survey it, I guess. <laughs> and uh, they figured out that, that the fence of the neighbor was actually in their property and they had to move the fence over closer towards the neighbor's house. My friend's husband went over and talked to her and she freaked out. She was like, oh. And like, what? She's like, Oh, I buried my placenta there. It's like it was gonna like be in like my friend's property after they moved the fence. They're like, so, never mind. You yeah. can keep the property. 
<laughs> yeah, I think they took it back, but my friend was a bit superstitious and worried about about it, like oh, cursing her womb, womb or something. <laughs> but she's had two children since then, cursing so the placenta did not curse her womb. <laughs> <laughs> the placenta ghost. The placenta ghost. Do you remember that live song from, like, this is like 95, where um, they had that line, um, her placenta falls to the floor? Do you remember this song, oh. Lightning Lightning Crashes or something? And, oh, um, I hated live. Did so you hate I, I them? Didn't get too into okay. It. Yeah, my sister liked them, um, but I did not. I was just always like, "Wow, why did they sing that line just now?" That's okay. Yeah. So you saw the George Harrison documentary. I did. Yes. While I was Everyone's in England, there were I haven't seen it, posters but. all over and in the tube. I guess it was a DVD, but now they they aired it on on HBO. So we saw it the last uh, two nights, and it was really great. Like, I mean, I've always loved George Harrison, but I didn't know so much detail about his life. So. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm actually not ever taking any of these, you know, biopics that seriously because I know they always put things out of sequence mm -hmm. and you know leave things out and flourish other things so I try not to put too much stock on like oh I learned this and this and this and this is the way it was because I'm yeah. finding the more I hear about anything it turns out to be <laughs> different so um, but I really enjoyed it anyway and I learned a lot about George Harrison and um, and you know what I found I mean I've known this already but just when I see certain pictures of the Beatles mm -hmm. it's like it's like they're I just like I get crazy like I just love them I can just look at them like they're these weird space aliens that I'm just fascinated mm -hmm. by do you ever have this feeling when mm -hmm. you see like pictures of them together oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely such, your heart goes yeah it's like I'm almost glad I didn't I wasn't a, a, alive in the time like sometimes I so wish I could be alive mm. in that time but I kind of like being so detached from that period and like looking back and being like wow like just really kind of gets gets me super excited it's almost like everyone knew what um, legends or icons they were at the time like it seems yeah like, yeah so that's what's kind of fascinating about them and when I look at pictures of Supergrass I feel the same way almost like they're modern day Beatles like the first time I ever listened to Supergrass I was like this is like what the Beatles would sound like I think if they were born you know our generation but interesting yeah I don't know if you feel that way when you look at those pictures I don't quite I mean I do get you know certain times I see them together and it just makes me really happy because they really you know just seem like they fit together the way the Beatles fit together you mm -hmm. know so but um but that's what I was saying like because the Beatles is like from a different time it like it's just like this distant thing that I can't fully mm -hmm. grasp because I wasn't there when it was happening you know what I mean it's right. all so 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 past tense in a way yeah. so um but I, I just love that feeling and I just I love that I can still see a picture and just get so excited about it you yeah. know so yeah, so I, I really enjoyed all the old Beatles footage in that documentary. I because um, George was my favorite Beatle for a really long time, and uh -huh. um, I read the Patty Boyd biography a couple years ago when it came out, where uh -huh. she was um, she was dating George or Eric Clapton, who was you know George's best friend, and then she yeah wait how did it go which way she left George for Eric. So anyway yeah um, I just reading her biography, she said she's like really cool person, but. Um, just talking about their house mainly that did it talk much about the big mansion that he bought yeah did they show much about that it was just crazy i read that chapter over and over just going through the house and all the grounds and the underground you didn't talk about it in, in that much detail but yeah they had class Borman was was in the documentary just talking about how like they'd walk from one from the kitchen to where they were hanging out and recording and stuff and then like they'd forget like 
plates or knives and have to go like this insane walk back because it was so ridiculously huge. So he suggested they build a kitchen in the area that they were working in because it was just too big. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, but one of the funny moments was, uh, I guess, just when they were getting into the, uh, just before the traveling Wilburys period, Tim, mm -hmm. we were watching with our friend Tim, and he said, let's see how many times the word ukulele comes up. And he oh, said no. eight, and Greg said seven. And then Tom Petty came up, and he just said, something about the ukulele. And he's like, something, something about the ukuleles. And he opened the trunk, and there was just a ton of ukuleles. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it seven times. It was ridiculous. So Tim was right. <laughs> No, Greg was right. Tim had said Oh, eight. Greg was right. Yeah, but it was just sitting like, we're stuck on seven. And I was like, no, didn't stuck on seven. So seven I just started counting eight. in Mad Men episodes how many times they say, of course. Oh. Like they're, it's a, it's of like course. dozens of times each episode. And I just started noticing it bugs me the way they say it. And then I was like, oh, wow, they really say it a lot. <laughs> it's terrible when you notice a thing like that. And you can't, you can't not notice it after a while. <sighs> totally. Um, so George was my favorite Beatle for like a long time. And I think it's because he was, I just think he's the hottest. But um, the more I, see, I read about John, I'm like, I like him more. I think he's my favorite. Yeah. Because he's just such a genius, you know. But the, I just, they all have their different charms, you know. And, and, and sometimes like yeah. they all seem, you know, hot to me in different ways. But you know yeah. what I, I realized though, is I cannot look at Paul McCartney in the 80s. Like I just like, <laughs> it's like staring at the sun. I'm like, ah! Like, he dresses bad, his hair is bad, his face is weird. I just hate looking at Paul McCartney from the 80s. But, like, I'm happy to look for, look at him now. I think he's totally hot, like, in the 60s and 70s, you know. But, oh, that 80s and possibly 90s. I'm like, oh, no, Paul, I can't look at you. <laughs> oh my God. But, yeah, I just, but that's why I always, I, it's such a, because they just had so many different looks and stuff. I just, this is such a weird, you know journey like visual journey with those guys i love it oh yeah uh now should we move into our uh new segment that we've been talking about for some time it's just going to be built upon when we have the chance it's called dongtacular vernacular <laughs> i'm gonna put an echo on that <laughs> Um, so dongtacular vernacular, sometimes we come up with new words just that don't exist. So uh, we've started to catalog those. At the moment, we have two. <laughs> we've been cataloging uh, them for years, but yeah. not officially, I guess. So. Yeah, so at least so we're, we're going to introduce one now, and I'll save the other one for another day. <laughs> Stephanie, what was, what's your first induction into a dongtacular vernacular? I I guess it was when I was emailing with you and I typed LOS for yes. laughing out silently. Yes. Because I, I mean, I never use LOL except like to be cheeky, like kind of as a joke, but then yeah. it is, you know, easy. It's just as easy to type haha, but um, I'm never, I hardly ever laugh, actually laugh out loud. Like it's something that would make me laugh out loud if I was in person, but like, yeah, I'm just like kind of like stunned by the genius and think that's really funny, but not, I, I don't actually crack up. So I told you I was laughing out silently. LOS, oh. And that, I think that's kind of what LOL should actually be. Cause you know, those people aren't actually laughing out loud most of the time. Well, sometimes I do. Well, I think because I, I interpreted LOS differently in that 
you want to like if I said LOL I would actually <laughs> laugh out loud <laughs> but LOS is more safe for work when you want to yeah. but you can't make a sound so you're just quietly shaking so to me that's what yeah. I would use LOS for so we've already run into a problem oh, with we that. have but we had, you no, know I mean it's good not though, like, oh, oh imagine now. a word that had multiple meanings gosh that could never <laughs> happen so fuck you oh. all it can mean both <laughs> But I convulse a lot. I do a lot of convulsing at work, yes. like where I, I flounder and like hit things and kick and spin around in my chair because I'm laughing so hard. Um, yeah. But, but but doing it silently. So I need to have something for that, like seizing out silently or something like that. Yes. But I think yeah. I think it, it that that makes the point. I think it works for both. Just that it yeah. Mm. It can be a quiet shake or a, just mental. <laughs> but 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 listeners, you'll be surprised. I've been with Stephanie while she's on Facebook like I've been sitting next to her and the times you know she the way she expresses herself in, in in comments and whatnot if you actually look at her it's like she's a stone statue you just like I think sometimes <laughs> she'll, she'll point something out to me that was hilarious and I might even see her response and it's like wow I didn't see any of that emotion on her person <laughs> It's oh my alarming. god it's very alarming it's like because i would just picture you oh chortling and shaking and writhing <laughs> with glee as you tr troll through facebook but then you're just stony-faced enjoying I'm it stony inside faced. your own head it's kind of terrifying oh i'm so <laughs> no, compartmentalized i guess yeah no but it's interesting that you know how when you're with people these things will come out more but when you're just looking on the computer yeah. you're having the same feelings the same feelings huh. of joy and delight but like i mean and everyone does it too i do it too and yeah. it just you just don't it doesn't express and it's not like i feel like we're putting on a show for people when we laugh it's right. just like oh it just comes out yeah i wonder yeah i wonder what the difference is because so many times the kids and david are like what okay what is so funny because you know i'm on the computer and i'm laughing at something and and david, david doesn't understand how I have this unique ability to think that something is just as funny as it was the first time that I heard it, and sometimes even funnier, like uh -huh. with the, the farting preacher. <laughs> like I, he goes, you watch, you watch that a hundred times, and you've laughed harder every single time you've seen it. Oh, God. And I'm like, you know what? Aren't you jealous? <laughs> I yeah. I like it even more. So. You should be jealous. I wish I could enjoy things more and more and more. Okay, well, on that note, I think we'll wrap it up for this episode. Please visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material. And uh, also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dongtini. So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. We drank too much at the birthday party. Lost track at 2 p.m. The girls and boys, they're all singing along in the basement with the band. Well, Erica was kissing some guy over there, and Veronica was kissing Ben. Well, Cassidy was out by the pool with three girls and a fifth of gin. The heat was sweltering, beads streamed down from her boys on her naked skin. Necessary and CN, no clothes necessary and CN, no clothes necessary. Walking around, everybody's trying to undress you. 
everybody's imagination sometimes. You can ride a bike, you can mow a lawn, you can go kayaking in a string. The whole time you can get a tan on some places the sun has never seen. Necessary and see and no clothes necessary. Ah! 